0: Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space.
1: Through this show, we hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On
0: Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow and I'm Dwayne Drawn. Through our 40 years of combined dirt under the nails experience, we look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces Podcast.
1: Without further ado, let's get on with the show.
0: Oh, welcome back to the Outer Spaces Podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow, alongside Dwayne Drawn. What's going on, Dwayne?
1: What's going on, my man? Uh, just living the dream, working my butt off. Um, uh, networking and, uh, just we, you think we're packing up for the winter, but it's not, I mean, we're, we're full speed ahead. It feels like spring to be honest with you. It's crazy.
0: Yeah, no, man, I'm feeling it here in Pennsylvania too. It's just insane and loving this, this, uh, this wave we will keep riding as long as we possibly can, man. It's been, uh, it's been really good. And, uh, yeah, I'm super excited today to, to have, um, you know, a guest on here. Dwayne knows, uh, this guest very well. And I'm, I'm curious to, to kind of get to know him a little bit more today as well. Uh, he's a president at Nightlight Landscape Illumination. He has 17 years in the landscape architecture world and he's a passionate networker. So we're going to talk today a lot about networking and the value of networking, because networking is not something that I wanted to do when I first started out in business. I thought I need to do it all on my own. And we're going to get into that today, too, and how that's going to either serve you or completely hold you back from any growth you'll ever see. So without any further ado, Dwayne, i oh, sorry, <laughs> Dean uh, McMorris, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you. Welcome. Glad to be here and uh, look forward to it and be good to talk a little bit and uh, get some get some ideas out there that maybe people
1: could use. What's going on, Aldino? That's fantastic. <laughs> Working hard. I'm afraid. <laughs> you know, I I didn't even really like when we were just bantering before we hit uh play. I didn't anyone really break into Dean, but as a podcast go, co- I'll break into exactly who he is and what he's done. Uh, he goes, it's like, A lot of my you mean who you are as a person, it's who you're around is who you become. The proximity is power. And so a lot of the successful things that I've done in life is actually being staged around the right amount of people. And Dean is one of those pillars. I mean, one of those pillars that that drives into deep into the earth that stakes you in. So he's one of those just like you, Joshua. So uh, this is going to be a pretty good conversation. I love that. Yeah. (laughs)
0: I love that, brother. I love it. So why don't we start right off the bat with um, Dwayne. How do you know Dean? And and tell us about how you guys met and maybe a little bit about Dean's uh, past as well. And so our listeners know who they're listening to.
1: I'll tell it really fast um, because it's going to go according to... this even this podcast today, especially if we're going to talk about networking, Dean takes networking to the level that most people will never even understand. I mean, he's like the matter of fact, I think that if, if I'm correct, I think that's all Dean does for the company. I mean, he may think he works and does other stuff, but everybody else does a job. Dean goes out and meets people, shakes <laughs> hands and, and makes everybody, you I mean come to the company, but I met him. I want to say about seven years ago, first moved to Chicago. I was new, green, didn't know anybody. You I mean leaving the paver patio industry, coming to this design industry, really just green as hell. Um, met him at a network event. Obviously we started talking and it was funny because I had knew about him before I met him. Everybody's like, you got to meet this Dean guy. He'll put you on blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah. Okay. And so I meet him and and I think even the first thing I said, man, you're, you're that Dean that everybody's talking about. And so we got to talk and you know, obviously I'm, I'm trying to get my stuff out. I show him my 3d work and he's like, Holy shit. And so Dean, this is wild, man. This is crazy. Dean starts setting up all these appointments with these, I mean, big powerhouse people. Like, I mean, all these landscape architects and all this other stuff. It was to the point where his calendar was sort of my calendar. And here the funny thing was, we were going to these events and drinks. I didn't even have gas money to get to this shit. I mean, so he was like, I got this, I got this one, I got this one. And I would just stay quiet. And so I would like Uber a couple hours to get some money and then go have <laughs> a meeting with these guys out there. Like it was crazy. But I just stayed, I stayed because you know they my even my wife is like just 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 keep following, keep rolling, keep rolling. It'll change. And then finally linked up with the right people. I got the right knowledge, the right stuff, the whole tide turn and boom, we took off. And, and here's the thing, because of that, Dean and those guys handle all of our lighting. I mean, we're probably, i we're probably a six figure plus a year spender with, with his company and he handles all of our lighting projects. I mean, it's crazy how that works. You know what I mean? He didn't ask for anything in return.
0: I love it. Value first, brother. Yeah. I love it. So Dean, why don't you tell us a little bit about your past, how you got into this and then you can slap uh, Dwayne around if you want to. <laughs> sure.
2: Um, well, he's definitely a unique, unique bird. And, uh, he's yeah. fun to be, he's fun to be around. He's fun to introduce to people. Cause like me, he's got the gift of gab, you know, he can joke around, he can have fun with people and you put him in a crowd and he gets along with everybody. And that, that makes it easy. You know, it's, a, it's about having fun. You know, we work hard, we play hard, we have fun. So he's one of those guys that can do that. I mean, some people are slugs and it's, it's hard to get them to talk to people or, or, or not talk about themselves too much. So it's, it's always a pleasure. My background is kind of grew up in the horticulture landscape industry uh, through my folks and my grandparents were big farmers and they raised a lot of flowers and stuff in upstate New York and took them to market. So as a kid, I was partially a slave on holidays, helping them with the gardens and whatnot. And, and then um, as we grew up, my dad was always into landscape and built, Patios and ponds and gravel walkways. And guess who had to do the weeding in the, in the gravel walkways? It was my twin brother and I and my brothers and sisters. So we kind of grew up in working in stone and water and plants without really knowing what to do. And, and then I started working at a, at a farm. And from there I got a job with a landscape company and then got a degree in ornamental horticulture uh, associates and then went on to uh, go to school at Ohio State and got a, a degree in, in landscape architecture and and left Columbus and came to Chicagoland, joined on with a with a well known company, national company, not quite as big as it as they are now, the Brickman Group out of Long Grove, Illinois. So I moved up to Illinois and uh, joined in to do landscape architecture. But within six months, I was uh, moved into sales and what they call a project director, and jumped into that and did really well. Loved it because it was it was my passion and teamed up with. One of the key folks that used to work under Dick Brickman and, and pounded that out, became one of the top sales dudes there and moved on to another company for sales manager and then on to Mariani for sales manager. And then in 1998, I joined on with my current business partner, Mitch Beiser, to be his partner at Nightlight Inc., which is Landscape Illumination. So about 23 years I've been uh, playing lighting guy, um, trying to figure out a way. They were already top of the heap. But how do we be the best? Like, oh, you are going to do one thing better than anybody else, and they'll beat a path to your door. So our focus was on do what nobody else does and, and do it with the types of people that nobody else uh, works for. And so we built a team around, a culture around doing just that. And then we had the LED blip. We were mercury vapor and, of course, halogen. LED was sneaking its way in, and nobody knew what to do with it it was the ugly stepchild of, of landscape lighting, because it was such a small piece of the LED market, you know, Philips and Sylvania wanted nothing to do with it. So it was really hard to get products. So we basically developed our own lighting system around what we knew in the, you know, the LED light emitting diode space and created a system that mimicked what we had in line voltage and the halogen low voltage and a killer system and then just took that system designed it with you know people like Dwayne or the top people in the industry and created some amazing landscape illumination that lots of people want and uh, are willing to pay you know good money for but we 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 stay true to what we do who we do it with and how we do it we're a design build company that you know it just focuses on doing it differently and and outside of the status quo so we're not, we're being designed build. We don't bid anything. So we don't get into this low bid, low ball. You know, it's a big job. Do you want to do it? No. We're designed build. We design it. We install it and we maintain it. We don't install anybody else's designs. We don't design for anybody else. And we may mainly work in the Chicagoland area and wherever those folks go, we'll do three and a half million dollars worth of lighting just within our, you know, hour and a half, two hour drive in, Wisconsin, lower Wisconsin, Western shores of Michigan, and all around the Chicagoland area and have a blast doing it and have a team of about 32 people that uh, rock and roll every day and get up to to do good. So we have a blast and and so that's, that's the landscape side of it, but built the businesses, built sales, built networking, built relationships through networking and connecting. I have a presentation that I do regularly. Uh, uh, how networking and connections can grow your business, show people how they can get out and meet people, help people, and in return, get some, some business. So you heard give to get, but don't give to get. So it's that's kind of my motto, is I give and I get, but I don't have to work at it. Um, you were saying earlier is that most people either don't like to do networking because their personality is not the right fit, or they're forced to do it, or they don't have time to do it. And so my training is that it, it can be easier than you think if you plan accordingly and and know what you're looking for and where you're trying to go and who you're trying to meet with, you know, if you're make sure you're fishing in the right pond. So it's not as hard as it, as you think it does take time. A lot of what I do has to be in the evening. That's just the way it is. If the, if the society of interior designers or, or classic architects are having a function in the evening in Chicago. And that's where the players are going to be. That's where I gotta be. Uh, so it makes for a long day, but it's, it's fun and, and, and get the reap benefits of building relationships, making good connections, friends, and do some work together. That's a quick short story.
0: I love that. That's awesome. The, uh, yeah. I mean, back when I first started in business, it was, I don't know, I just wasn't a big network so I'm Like after a long day of work, the last thing I want to do is go out and hobnob with a bunch of people I don't know. I was a bit socially awkward too. And I'm kind of like, you know, like, what am I going to talk about? Like, did they even want to listen to me about what I'm doing? So a lot of those limiting beliefs came up in my head and I just avoided those types of things. And, you know, I look back at it now and realize how much that that capped my growth because I wasn't willing to go out and add value to other people's lives through my, you know, to my passion because I was, you know, I was, thought I was going to be like a lone wolf and just do it all on my own because I'm a pioneer in this industry and I'm going to, you know, nobody else does what I do and I own this and why would I need to talk to them? And, you know, and that was my mindset for the first many years in business. And I realized quickly, uh, you know, years in that, man, if I want to keep growing, I need to, I need others. Like this is not just a me thing. This is a we thing. So not just going out and trying to kiss ass. That's another thing that I thought about with networking. you just gotta go out and kiss people's ass that you don't even like. It's like, you could do that. and You won't do it very long or you're going to be like, look, I'm going to go out and it's going to be this event and I'm just going to talk to one person, maybe two people, maybe just being at the event. You'll bump into somebody, and next thing you know, you're having a good conversation. So don't go there thinking you've got to talk to 50 people. You just go there and be like, you know what? We'll just talk to whoever ends up talking. (laughs) You know, just leave no expectations, just go there to be there. And that again to Dwayne's point that he's mentions often is proximity is power. Pretty soon you hear a conversation, you're like, wait, I could add to that conversation. You walk over and you start talking. And next thing you know, you're, you know, you're texting with people and you're going out to dinner once a month. And now you've got a mastermind you're working in. And, you know, then like you guys, you find a partnership where, hey, I need a lighting guy this is fantastic. These guys are amazing. Like, why wouldn't I just have them as part of our team? And then you start working that collaboration and they have jobs for you. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing that it took me way too long, Dean, to realize. And I just want any listener out there that's that's on the fence about this thinking it's a waste of time and who the hell wants to go around and talk to a bunch of people they don't care about to just take a second look at that. And, and today I'd like to talk a little bit about how somebody could get started in this. If they really are kind of on the fence with this, what's a good, that's, that's a question I'm just going to ask you directly. Like what's a good way to get started if you're out there getting started in business and you're not really good around people or don't really love to talk to people.
2: Well, the, it helps to have that external personality, right? Um, the, um, the trades of architect engineer, um, landscape architect, most of those people that go into those fields are more on the analytical personality scale. And typical analyticals are not people people. They're doers as opposed to networking or social types of people. So um, you almost have to f- decide whether or not your job that you're doing fits your personality Instead of trying to get your personality to go do something that you're not really built for. But so if you, if you line those personalities up to somebody like the, the new person that we just hired, Samantha, uh, she, she comes from the healthcare industry. She doesn't have a clue about landscape or landscape lighting, but she has the gift to gab, the desire to talk to people. She's, she's uh, adorable. She carries herself well. She's personable and she's got what it takes training her to do network, but there's some shortcuts, Joshua, that, uh, I think are the, are the keys. First of all, the mindset has to be, it's not networking, it's connecting, and it's not about you. It's about what you can do for the other person. Zig Ziglar said it best. You can have everything in life that you want. If you just help another, enough other people get what they want. And so it's making it all about the other person. And so I even, I have questions that I memorize now, but I I keep with me on my phone. I have on my, on my bulletin board, but by making it all about them, you don't really have to have small talk, but, but before you do that is I do what I call a, a set of surgical strikes. All right. So, um, if, if I want to grow my business in architects or interior designers or home automation or security companies, and they have an event, I get involved in the association so they know, like, and trust me. So I can say, Hey, Julie, would you mind sharing with me the attendance list of who's going to show up at the ASID holiday party on Monday? And she'll send it to me. I'll go through it with my team and I'll look at those. And some people are, you know, they're selling windows, they're, they're doing tile or whatever, but there's also some top people that are doing designs for the biggest homes in chicagoland or whatever so i can sift and sort that list and do what you said and, and, and do surgical strikes on six either i know them or i know somebody that knows them i can get a warm introduction i can go up and say hello i can ask them you know tell me a little bit more about your business you know what are your best customers who are good referral partners for you where does your business come from you know who do you who, what other associations do you belong in and by just asking some of those questions, people love to talk about themselves and they just talk and talk and talk. And so by doing that, <clears throat> no, I'm not going to do that with with somebody that is going to be a, a time waster or, you know, I'm not going to do it with a guy that sells you know, silicone caulk. You know, I'm going to do it with somebody that is somebody that will give me information to help them. So if I know somebody, I can connect them, but I'm also gathering information to know whether or not they might be a good referral source for me down the road. If I do some of the things that I can do to help connect people. So it's knowing who's in the crowd, but more importantly is where are they? And then you got to put yourself there. And once you put yourself there, plan the attack, do a pre-meeting. What are you going to do before you get there? What are you going to do when you, when you do get there? And what are you going to do when you get, when you get done? It's, it's those three pieces, those three legs of the stool. That is the magic. The problem is nobody has the time. They don't prep. They go there, they wing it. They hobnob with their friends at the bar. They don't mingle. They don't meet anybody. They go home and they, you know, they ate chicken and rubber carrots and had a couple of drinks and they go home and they didn't really accomplish anything. The boss says, how'd you do? And he said, well, I met a couple of people could have met eight or 10. It would have changed your life. <clears throat> but in my presentation, it's like this. The first one you go to, it sucks. I mean, it sucks bad because you don't know anybody unless you've prepped enough that you, you know a couple of people. The second one doesn't suck as bad. I mean, it's like, eh, it's OK. But but you've met a couple of people. The third one, if you've done your homework, you meet a couple of people, you in, invite them, tell them you're coming to the event, too. I'd love to see you there. Let me buy you a drink or I'd like to catch up, blah, blah, blah. Is there anybody there that you'd like me to introduce you to? Here's some of the people that, I'm, that are going to be there. I can connect you to Nancy or Tom if that would be helpful. Let me know. And next thing you know, the f- third meeting, fourth meeting, you're actually having fun. They're friends. You're introducing people. You're you're walking around the room like you're like everybody knows you, but you're just doing the same thing on a regular basis. The other thing I tell people is you're not going to build a relationship in one meeting, two meetings, three meetings. And the, the, you might go to one meeting and then they aren't there for the second or third one, but they're there for the fourth one. Then you make another connection. It might take two, three or four connections before, you know, they think you're you're uh, somebody that they can feel comfortable talking to, especially women. You know, guys don't listen. You know, guys want to talk, tell how great they are, how many awards they won, how many great projects they are, You know, the new car that we all bought and everything. If you don't do that, you're ahead. If you make it all about them and ask questions about their business, what's important to them? How can I help you? Who would be a good connection for you? You know those kinds of things. Who's your best referrals? I might be able to help you build your, you know, build your business with referrals, and I mean it. Even if they don't even know what I do, they think that I'm a great guy and that I do great lighting work, and they haven't even seen anything I've done. So it's just that mindset, that psychology of making it all about them and all in with them. And then, um, they want, you know, they start to know, like, and trust you, which is the name of the game.
1: Dina, I, got, I got a series, so a I got of, a series of questions. Of so there's three of them. So you got to remember, it's probably going to be three, but okay. I'll add this first is you're right about that whole men, female thing. Like I was talking to Jillian last night and we were talking about how men, when they're talking, they're not even listening to hear what you're saying. They're listening to get their next word out and say something else. And a lot of times this whole networking gets lost and the whole thing. And then what we realize is there's really no formal training on networking. Like a lot of people don't know how to do it. And and you are correct about going to these events for the first time. I, I somewhat hate it when I'm like, even last night, I haven't mm-hmm. hung out with that group before. I walk in like, fuck, I got to do this all over again. You know what I mean like, but you know and then I, I see you like, hey, what's going on? Then oh, you know Dean. And then you know I just get the crack and you mean I say a goofy ass joke and, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean next thing you know it's on and I'm popping from everybody else. And then you mean I, I got the little slang mm-hmm. I can drop in too, so it makes it interesting. Like it's pretty dope. But um <laughs> okay, Dean tooth uh like I said, a couple things. When you're th- I didn't know you did that. It's pretty dope that you actually study the list. Okay, how do you cause I know you one rule you told me, eights, nines, and seven, eight, nines, and tens. That's all you make sure you deal with. How do you know? Okay. First of all. And then how do you know which events to go to? You I mean, how does that like, how do you know when, when to pull this off?
2: Well, so in the early days of in the, in the late eighties and nineties, we didn't have this internet thing and we didn't have cell phones. So it was a lot harder. So you had to do research by calling people. But the, the bottom line is if, uh, if you're involved in just for instance, uh, American Society of Interior Designers that want you do your research. Who are the interior designers that are doing the types of properties? We're we're single family, high end, two million up to tens of millions of dollars of homes and properties. All right, so you can go on the website and you can see the types of things that that company designs. Um, so you can get a feel for whether or not they're in the same pond as us, or whether they're doing commercial or doing something that we're not really a good fit for. So you do a little homework on the internet or 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 finding out from other people who the companies are, if you don't know them. And then you dig deeper into who are the players at those companies. There's a lot of people at the companies that don't show up in anything and they got no say in anything. And you can have a great conversation, but they're, they're not going to get you anywhere. You need to get to the players, but the players don't always show up. So you have to constantly be sifting out and finding out when the players are going to be somewhere. And then you got to get there and you got to meet them. And you got to, so it's, it's, surgical strikes from the standpoint of doing your homework first because the last in my presentation is you could eat up so much time and waste so much time doing this it's incredible so if, if you if you do your research up front pick the top six people and get them to introduce you to people that they know <clears throat> because they likely have similar types of people they work with but as far as the six sevens and eight so If you're not doing your research and you're having a conversation with, let's say just for lack of a, again, interior designers or landscape company or architect, and they're kind of on the scale of one to 10, they're on a five or a six. They know four, fives, and sixes. And those people knows three, fours, and fives. So if you're gonna spend your time, shoot for the eights, nines, and tens, because they know sevens, eights, nines, and tens. You start getting watered down and watered down, next thing you know, you know you're playing with the with the middle of the pack. Now the middle of the pack there's nothing wrong with it. That's just not where we fit. So I got to focus my attention on the on the big players. Now you might find out that you took a a swing at one and it wasn't a good fit. Next doesn't mean you have to spend a lot of time with them. You ask them a few questions. They think you're great and you move on to the to the next. So it's it's all about doing your homework, and and being prepared. Where they say uh, poor performance or piss poor performance or something that if you don't do your homework and you don't set yourself up, chances of you being successful is, is not very good. And this is time after your regular work job. So if you're not doing it well and you're wasting your time, you're an idiot. So there's just ways that you can short circuit a little bit.
0: That's awesome. I know that back to my, you know, early business days, uh, to go into a room of people I didn't know, And to think I'm going to have to hold, you know, I'm going to go punch for punch with these guys, right? Like they're going to ask me questions. I'm I'm just starting in business. Like, how am I going to even, when I walk in there, I'm going to get eaten alive, you know? And because as a man, right, you think I need to one up them. (laughs) Like when you have a conversation about something like, oh, great. I just bought a new Ford truck. I'm really happy. Like, and it's really cool. You go in there and you start talking to people like, yeah, I just bought my ninth Ferrari. And you're like, how do I even, I can't even go toe to -to toe with these guys. Like I can't. So you go in there feeling emasculated before you walk in at least mentally not you know but the reason why and this is what i've you just just said it and the reason what i've learned later was i was going in there to brag about myself because I went in there as a guy thinking that it's it's all about uh, you know having a conversation. Say, okay, cool. You, you traveled to here. That sounds good. I just went to there. And as soon as somebody said, oh, okay, well, I just went to the moon. And you're like, oh, crap. Now I'm worth nothing. Right? Because you're putting your worth into your story. But to your point, and what I learned later, is that it's all about value first and great questions. If you want to get into these groups, you tell me if I'm wrong, Dean, but... You get into these groups by asking good questions about them, opening them up so they can just tell you their life story and you just stand back and listen. It's not about you. It's about listening and opening them up because they love talking about themselves. And eventually that'll be you. People will come in and be like, hey, I heard you did this. And then you can talk all about you. But if you go into this knowing that you don't have to bring any preconceived stories and any bullshit with you and just say, look, I'm just going to come in with five key questions. How did you get into it? Tell me how your year has been. What's your biggest struggle? Like those kinds of questions, professionals, especially the high the high rollers, they love talking about how awesome they are and how they solve these problems. And you want to learn their systems and solutions. So go in with good questions and you will find some incredible answers and they will respect you because you asked about them. Keep your business. Out of their freaking mouth. Don't worry about it. You focus on you, or sorry, on them, and they will eventually re- you know, retort most of the time. And they'll ask you questions about you, and then you can have some fun and talk too. But that breaks the ice.
2: A couple things there. Um, the rule of thumb is let them talk seventy percent and talk yourself no more than thirty percent. And if you can do less than thirty percent, you're even better off. Along those lines, is in your questioning, you know, say it is the guy that has you know five Ferraris. You're there. I'm there. I'm not in, I can be in a cocktail party and I can talk to anybody, but most of the networking I do is at strategic events where I go there to meet certain people or get reconnected with people. So it's more business oriented. So I can ask them about their business and, and, but if you, but if you don't have that, say you're just going to an event, you can use what I teach is the, what they call the form method. Oh my God, I'm here somewhere. What do I talk about? Form is F is family. O is occupation. R is recreation or sports, and M is money or finance, stock market, investments. You know, depending on the crowd that you're in, so you don't have to think anything about it. You think, oh my gosh, I'm in this crowd. What do I do? Just talk about family. Don't do it in that order, but you can talk about occupation. Something that will click as soon as you start talking about that. And oh, really? I just bought my first Ferrari. Like a client of mine, he just bought. He sold his business and he bought his first Ferrari. And I said that's great, Joe. What did you do with it first? He said, my wife and I I went out and found an open road and just let her rip. And I said, man, did that feel good or what? He said, yeah. And I said, how often do you get out? He says, not as much as we'd like, but it's great to, you know, to just get out and be on the open road. And cool. Are you in like a Ferrari club or anything? Yeah, I got other guys now, you know, I store it over here. And, and so, wow, you know, what's the fastest you've ever run that thing? You know, and it just goes on. And oh, by the way, what was your business that you sold? Oh, really? Cool. What made you get into that? I mean, and then, you know, after about five or 10 minutes, if it's somebody you really want to know, he'll say, well, so, Dean, what do you do? And I, you know, give him the 30 second, you know, um, at nightlight, everything we do, we, you know, we do with, you know, focus on not, not being the status quo, challenging status quo, whatever. But, you know, I just want to get back to something, Joe, that you were saying about is, you know, so after you got the Ferrari, then what'd you do? You know, it was 30 seconds on me and, and it's still, he really didn't know what I do, but it's just, I just throw it right back to him. And we talk a few a few more questions and the guy is all lathered up and excited and having a good time. And, you know, I didn't have to say much of anything about myself, probably does me more good than blurting on about all the awards we've won and, you know, wherever we do work, nobody cares. It's blah, blah, blah. All they care about is what's coming out of their mouth. So the trick is just being able to be a conversationist. But if you're an analytical personality, doesn't like the social thing. I mean, I can talk to anybody and, and ask Adam a lead on question. And, and I'm not trying to use anybody. I'm generally interested, dude, you bought a Ferrari. That's awesome. Hell yeah. And, and just <laughs> take them down the path of Absolutely. tell me a little bit more.
0: Yeah. And it's about curiosity. Genuine. That's the bottom line underlined here. Genuine curiosity. When you come from a sense of curiosity when you're building rapport, because that's all we're doing right now. We're talking about how to build rapport. We teach that in our sales program. It's one of the first things you do. I'm like you and you're like me, but it's not about my story. It's about you telling me so that you feel more comfortable. Right. So having coming from an authentic curiosity, I don't care who you talk to unless they're just idiots. They're gonna respond to that in a positive way. So that whole breaking of the ice thing is so simple when you're it's not about you and coming in with a story that's better than them. That whole macho, you know, male thing. It's more about coming in with curiosity and asking questions that open them up. You learn so much more. If you can have how or what questions, if you start those questions with how or what, you're gonna get a lot more depth than if you go into, you know, yes and no answered questions, things they can answer quickly. So it all depends on what your goal is. But man, I love this because that's it's such a powerful piece that it took me way too long to learn.
2: The other thing that's, um, that's really helpful here, uh, is that when you're having these conversations is that you're truly listening empathically, meaning you're listening because you care and you're listening to what they're saying. You're not listening. Like Dwayne was saying is I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening, but I can't wait to jump in with, Oh, me too. Or me too. Or I got one of those. None of that. It's not a competition, but so what you do is you're always listening to no matter who you are. Now, last night, I don't know if Dwayne saw it, but um, it's not a great habit, but I'm on my phone taking notes. I take notes of, for all the people that I saw. And then I put next to their name is, um, we talked about having a, a lunch together. I, I talked about doing a um, connection with an architect up in Lake Geneva. Um, she talked about, or he talked about, he's just bought some Adele tickets in, in Las Vegas and he's going to take his wife to Adele. Um, I take a, so I connect with them with something that they said to me that was personal or important to them. So when I call them or I send them an email or I send them a handwritten card, you know, Karen, it was great to, you know, to meet with you. Thanks for, you know, sharing a little bit of time with me. I really enjoyed learning about your company and, and you know, that's exciting that you guys are going to see Adele. Tells, says two things. First, you are listening and that you're listening and you followed up. Was something that was important to them and again psychologically like nobody does that it's not hard you just have to do it but you have to pay attention you have to take notes and you have to follow through because if you do that two weeks later the flame is out you got to do it the day after or the next day they're like man that dude was listening and he followed up that guy freaking rocks. So anyway, it's just
1: little I got tricks. Two, two other questions for you, Dean. Uh, one, the yes, first sir. one is um, what are the, some of the questions that you actually do ask? OK, when you, when you are asking the questions, see if you can rumble off, maybe three share it with our listeners, too. And then here's the, the next question. OK, next question after that, before you go is how do you handle? Because I, I have this happen a lot when I'm networking and I get with people and the, the first thing you want to do is sell me shit. And then for the next two weeks, they're just trying to sell me what they have. How do you handle that too? So fire off.
2: All right. So question wise, again, most of mine is are events or where I'm it's business related. So my first question is to them is, hey, so Josh, tell me a little bit about your business. They start going into it and tell me a little bit about your business. And okay, cool. So who who might be your best customers And, and and what makes them Your best customer, and who are your best? Where do you get most of your work? Who are some of your best referral sources? So now I'm thinking, okay, who could I connect them to? Who's their market? Who could I bring to them and benefit? Not in. I'm not going to bring everybody a referral. I'm not going to bring any everybody somebody that if they connect with them, they're going to grow their business right away. But I know what their interests are, so when I follow up with. Uh, something that i saw because somebody is a bicyclist and you know they they did the tour to farms race out out in the boonies in, in illinois something about that i'm i'm making a, a connection so those feed me information so i can help them connect with them before i forget here there's a there's a gentleman that i i worked with and, and trained with for a couple of years gene rosendale from non-selling dot com the guy is a just a master at at this kind of thing where it's non-selling so it's It's focusing on the other person. And that's a lot of these questions came from that. To answer your other question, Dwayne, it's a little bit tricky. The worst thing in the world is to go to an event where you have someone doing a full court press on you. You know, they're just savage salespeople. They're there to try to work you over and sell you something. And it's just it's embarrassing. And it's it's really hard for for me to do. Um, I just like if you're talking to somebody and you need to go to somebody else is you got to use the washroom. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I need another drink. I've been talking for the last half hour. Tom, I hate to cut you short, but I need to grab a drink or my business partner is over there, you know, waving at me or whatever. So you try to figure out a way without making them feel bad. Um, but if they're constantly on you, you have to figure out a way to just say, Hey dude, um, you know, it's, it, it's been real, but, uh, I'm, I don't, I don't have time to Follow up on this because we're probably not going to do do any business together and and let them down easy. Yeah, I, um, luckily I don't run into a lot. I of was that. actually
1: talking about the 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 email bombardment, like when you. When you meet them there, they'll talk a little bit about it, but it's the the follow up. Like I don't know whatever happens, but every time I go to the some of these networking events, when the follow up hits, you always have that one or two persons, the insurance guy or or the marketing company, and they are just firing at you trying to and sell you. Was, and I'm like, yeah. don't you understand how to market? This is not how you market. This is not how you go network. Matter of fact, we shouldn't even be trying to sell each other anything. We just need to be trying to figure out how we get each other business. Like that's the one that drives me up a a tree.
2: Well, it's interesting. And I think maybe that comes from not having a planned attack to where I don't, I cannot possibly work the entire room. I mean, I maybe touched 16 or 18 Indians last night. There were 60 some people in the room. And so, but I made engaging conversations to the players that I either knew or wanted to know and didn't somehow I didn't get to the slugs. So I don't get many of those people because I don't get around to them or I'm busy talking to somebody else and they, they, they are butting into the conversation. So I don't run into much of that and maybe it's just the process or the way I go about it, but I don't put myself in places where there are a lot of those people either. Maybe it's a higher end. So it's a, it's a planned approach that you're doing. I don't get a lot yeah, of
1: that. You do a plan. It sounds like you do a planned approach. So you've, you sort of know, I didn't even know you do that. You sort of know which direction you're going. You're looking for that person. You know a little bit about them. And so like me, I'm just every, every time day, Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's going like, I'm just hollering at everybody. You know what I mean? So, which is cool. Cause I meet people that I didn't know about and I learned things that I didn't know, but uh, sometimes I hit some of those slugs too, you know?
2: Well, it was interesting. So last night when I got to the event, I had to use a washroom because I've been on the road for a while. And on my way there, I saw two players that were on my hit list. One of them I've seen a few times. We've had good conversations. He's somebody, a company, owns a company that I'd love to do business with. He's talking with a high-end architect that I've touched a few times, but I haven't built a relationship. Headed to the washroom, came out of the washroom, stopped talk to somebody that was right near that with them on my right shoulder, talking to the guy and the gal on my straight in front of me, the person that I wanted to talk to came over and said hello, but I kind of had him in the, in my right eye and we connected, had a great conversation, but I positioned myself to be there because I got two players that are on my top of my list that if I put myself in the right place and I can have a conversation with them, and take it to the next level. The beautiful thing was uh, because I built this relationship, he said, oh, by the way, things have changed with the company that we've been doing work with. They're not serving us the way that they should. I think you should come in and meet with us this winter and and be our new landscape lighting company. And I'm thinking that's the magic right there. He's on the board. I've been sponsoring things. I've been to events. I don't harp on him. How you doing? Not looking for his work, but all of a sudden, what they call the the change in circumstance happens. That's kind of where you want to be. Is you want to you want to be in a place where there's a change in the circumstance. Because if you're not there, somebody else is going to get the business. But I happened to be in the right place. His he needed me, he trusted me, and bingo. Like I said to my daughter in the, our new person, I said that's what it's all about. If I can do that once or twice, in a in a meeting, game over.
1: Yeah, so that's
2: three four. That could be a couple hundred thousand dollars worth of work anyway so that that's it's just kind of the the way i do it um and and it's fun and i get to meet great people and introduce people to great people and i'm now kind of that guy that you know this dude knows everybody i know everybody because i talk to everybody and i connect everybody and that's how i grow my business but it takes time it takes if you're doing it right it takes a process And I teach people that process, but the majority of people go to events. They aren't going there to network. They're going there to have a drink and have fun. So the last thing I want is for you to hit on them about, Oh, who's your lighting guy? Yeah. What kind of projects do you work on? Can we work together? Oh my gosh.
0: Yeah, exactly. They're going there with a mission to sell as opposed to connect. You used that word connection earlier as opposed to networking. And if you go there with a mindset of connection, like all it is, I just want to meet people. That's it. My, Mm -hmm. my, Eventually, one day they'll figure out what I do, and I guess that the more mystical it is, almost the more fun it would be. Because like, I didn't know you did that, dude. I already know this guy; he's freaking awesome. Like, of course I would have him do this, you know. And as opposed to running around with your, you know, with your your logo all over on your hat and your shirt and your shoes and your socks, saying, "Hey guys, who wants lighting? Who wants lighting?" It's like you're a dog waiting for a pat on the head, and <laughs> people don't respect that. They're like, "Oh God, there's not one of those guys." Like, you know, I've been to Tip groups. I was part of that when I was younger, mm-hmm. when I first started making this transition. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, sometimes it made sense. Most of the time it didn't, if you weren't selling business cards or electrical services, something they you could, you know, use over and over again, it started making mm-hmm. sense. But, you know, when you do the, like your type of work or even hours where it's once or twice in a lifetime that are, you know, you do it multiple, of course, with different companies, but with us working directly with, uh, you know, consumers, it's tough to say, all right, well, you do this once or twice in a lifetime, you know, okay, I'm going to make this entire, meet this group and be part of this network and get up at five o'clock every, third Thursday to go have breakfast with these people. So I might sell one project, you know, so I think it's a matter of thinking about what, you know, what groups do you really want to be identified with? Uh, Who are the players Mm -hmm. to your point? Who are the players in that group? If they're a bunch of ones or twos, just trying to get a nice breakfast in the morning and just wants to get the hell away from their spouses, you probably don't want to be part of that group. Yeah, You probably want to pick the big hitters where the big guys are going and saying, okay, well, let's just get in there and get to know them. Because once you get in there, that proximity is so powerful. And it's Mm -hmm. not even powerful in a way that you're being manipulative in order to get involved with them or get in their good graces. That's not the point. The point is that those people that got to where they are, they get there because they've helped so many others. That's the secret sauce to growth is the helping side of things. And those people aren't just nasty tycoons sitting in their house, you know, like, you know, Scrooge McDuck counting all their coins. These people are out helping and connecting and loving, and that's why they're doing so well. And to get in that, to that, you know, uh, atmosphere and to be part of that, it helps you grow as well. It's really, it's a quite a beautiful thing. So the thing uh, to not
2: lose here yeah. is in me talking about, you know, having conversations and connecting is it is also about building the business and building mm-hmm. relationships. So <clears throat> but the magic of it is the expectation when you go to these is that they're half expecting people to pounce on them, right? Exactly. for their business. And when you don't pounce, you're ahead, right? But yep. so you can do a gentle lead-in by leading in with information that they've shared with you because of my introduction questions, I've gathered information about them and and and, and so I don't I don't get back to them and ask for something, but that Architect may not know what I do, but in my email, he knows what company I'm with. I thank him for being there, spending a little bit of time. It was a pleasure talking with your father while he was there, getting introduced to him, blah blah blah. That little touch. Next thing you know, he's paying attention. Who's this Nightlight guy, right? And then he's looking into it. But if they do bring up something, don't set the hook right then and there. That's their expectation. Note it. Get back to him in a day or so and say, Dwayne, you know we had a great conversation last night. You brought up maybe. You might have time to to grab lunch. Um, when might be a good time to do that? Instead of, all right, let's get our calendars out right now. Let's let's get this done. That's salesman. That's not trusted advisor. That's sales guy. So don't be sales guy. Be trusted advisor guy. You can get to the same end, but lead into it and let them lead you to the trough. Uh, don't just stick their head in the water and, until they you know can't breathe anymore and they give up. So it's it's just a process and it's psychological and it's it's really non-selling. And ma- truly making it all about the other person takes a little longer, but you get better Dean, results. Dean, I got a question
1: though. So, um, let's say a company—you know, I mean, our listeners or list, somebody's listening—and they're like, "Man, I really like what this Dean guy is saying. Uh, I want to do that for our business." What is this a position that you would say open up for somebody's company, and what would you call it, or would you say the owner get out of the? You mean figure out what you want to do, but what would you call this position? That you, because this is what you do is like, even though we're t- we've are we been talking for 40 minutes on this podcast, I don't think people really understand the magnitude of how powerful it is at what you do. I mean, you are well known across the entire Chicago land market. I don't know. There's not too many people who are in this room who does not know who Dean or Dean has not done something for me. Like, it's powerful. And then on top of that, like, you're still like you're still hunting for you mean you're still on the attack and 23 years in and you already know everybody. I'm like, damn, you don't know everybody. Like what position is this? You know? So
2: uh, that's a great question. Um, and a lot of business owners, um, we have this conversation all the time. It's, you know, it's business development, but what is that? Right. Business development in some companies is salesperson. They go out and meet people and they build the business. Right. So, uh, it isn't a salesperson. It's it's a special personality. It's a special drive that the goal is to grow the company where they aren't now by meeting the types of people that take them there. So it's it's business development that you're you're trying to do through connecting and networking, and through creating the types of relationships that help you grow the business. So it's business development, but there aren't many out there. I mean, I know a Tom Kelly. I know a Jamie Wallace. Um, Joe Barrett, those are the three guys I know that are out there swinging the bat every day and are rock stars at networking and connecting and, and really good at business development. Most of the people are out there are just sales guys that are more or less just order takers and they don't want to grow the business. They don't know how to grow the business. They're not going to work after five. They're not going to drive downtown to the merchandise mart at five thirty and get home at 11 o'clock and get up at five thirty in the morning and do it all over again. Eight hours there. They're they're tapping out. So it's just a special person, but it's that position. But you have to build the position around business development because you're you're giving a reward for the activities that create the relationships. You're not going to meet somebody once and make a sale. So but if you're also if you all you're doing is going out and, and drinking every night and you're not building relationships and not going anywhere, you shouldn't be doing that either. So you have you have to manage that as a as an owner or somebody to be sure that the activities that you're doing are with the right people right people at the right time with the right message. And if you don't, you you, got to fix it. But it's, I'd say it's business development.
1: And and you know, you're right about when you take a look at, let's say like a Joe Barrett, I mean, highly successful and obviously proximity's power. You, you you said he's at all every time. I saw him last night and not only did I see him last night, I haven't done, we haven't done anything his way yet. But not only did I see him last night, he shakes my hand. Hey, what's going on? Are you still in Naperville? Yes, hey, we moved to such and such. Hey, you need to come by and check out the showroom and lunch is on me. Like, how did he, like, I haven't even seen him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't talked to Joe, I haven't done anything with him in a while and he still remembers he all it. of that. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. And Joe is how old? He's, he's yeah, magic. And what's yep. his age?
2: He's uh, 66. Yeah,
1: so you can't have the excuse, I'm old and I don't remember, like, this, that shit's locked in his brain. I mean, this man is, he's already on it. Yeah. yeah.
2: But he's, but he's, he's doing that. I mean, that stuff clicks in. Yeah. Because you matter to him, but he also is so well connected with the right people. So the Joe Barretts of the world, you know, the two of us get together in a room and it's, it's nuts because of all the connections we have. And then we reconnect and everything else. You do, you have 10 of those. You almost can't keep up with the rest. Yeah. You got to find a Samantha. So we can do more. I can only handle so much. So, but it's, it's finding those rock stars or creating them. They can be created. Anybody can do this with the right personality. I mean, you should have Dwayne can do it. Anybody
0: can
2: do it. <laughs> gotcha.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, Dean, it's been a lot of fun. I've learned a lot here and I hope our listeners have as well. I mean, you've opened up a lot of doors and a lot of, uh, you know, kind of challenged some of the status quo about what networking or connecting is really all about. So if somebody wants to reach out to you and possibly learn this from you or at least, you know, get some insight, how can they find you?
2: Uh, Easy. Uh, It's basically my name, Dean, D-E-A-N dot Mac Morris, M-A-C-M-O-R-R-I-S at Knight, N-I-G-H-T. Light, L-I-G-H-T, Inc, I-N-C, dot net. at NightLightInc.net. Or you can just call my cell phone, 847-744-9807. I can talk to you while I'm tooling down the road and be happy to share whatever whatever you need. I'm
0: here for you. I love that. I love that. It's so great that you're willing to give like that. And it just shows uh, the true nature of your authenticity and the fact that you're out to connect and to just help everybody grow. Cause when that's when you're focused to help, not just get it for yourself. Right. I've been to those events where, you know, the first thing you say, Hey, my name is Josh and you shake their hand and boom, they give you a card and you're like, like do business with me. Like, I don't even know who the fuck you are. Like get out of my face. Right. Like seriously, right. show up, give me some yeah. value first. Let's have a conversation. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Where did you come from? Why should I give a shit? And then, and only then months later, maybe you'll get an Mm -hmm. opportunity to help them and not even take their money, but to help them do something that they need and expect nothing for it. And that's when the relationship finally starts happening. It's just, it's, it's magical. It's really crazy.
2: I, I, when I do my, you know, hour two hour presentation and, and train people on this is I have things like, you know, where to go fishing, you know, what to ask people. What are the strategies that you use? So we touched on a little, I've got all this digitally that I'd be happy to share with folks that, that are serious. I mean, if you're just curious, you know, it's one thing, but if you're serious and you want to learn, those are the types of people I'm happy to spend time with.
0: I love that. That's awesome. Do we have any other questions for, uh, for
1: no, Dave? no. I, um, I thought we were going to talk a little bit about lighting and some other stuff, but I'm like, fuck, networking is the shit. I mean, because there would be no lighting. Yeah. There would be none of that. If we didn't do any networking. So um, good conversation, man. Yeah. Dean, you did very well, awesome. too. I talked to Jillian last night. Hey, go on. <laughs> if
2: people want to go, if they want to see what we do, go on to, you know, nightlighting.net, the website we got galleries that'll blow you away as far as landscape lighting. I mean, stuff you've never seen that it's just rock your world as far as the moonlighting and stuff. Some of the stuff that we've done for Dwayne, but just go on there if you're interested in, you know, this guy talks about networking, but what does he really do in his, his day job? That's, that's what we yeah. do. But ha- having Love fun. because Dean, way. What I really do is <clears throat> for I, we
1: teach a class where we teach people how to design and uh, teach contractors how to design. And what I tell them a lot is I said, guys, pull away from your, your, everyday lighting and bring in a lighting, professional lighting design. Even Josh and I, we have conversations. Uh, we were at the the Hardscapes Expo and he was like, what do you think about that light or that light? And I just sort of looked over at him. And then like an hour later, he's like, Dwayne, I saw those <laughs> light fixtures over. And I just sort of looked over at him and he said, oh, I get it. You have a lighting guy. Like, yeah, Josh, I don't give a <laughs> shit about the fixture. Like, I don't know what fixtures right. they are. I don't know what name right. they are. I just give Billy the plans those and he creates this beautiful uh, thing for me like this this project they just finished if I would have been the lighting it was like a 150 foot driveway if I would have did lighting we would have had those little um what are those little pathway lights every 20 feet yeah, littered
2: all the way along both it would side. have been yeah. this yeah.
1: runway which you know I love anyway it would have been this runway of 120 feet of lights and it probably would have been 30 lights on this one little driveway Billy and Nightlight and those guys went out there They found four trees, fired four lights down, and found another four more trees and fired four lights up. And this driveway is so amazing that I know people stop when they pass by at night looking at it. And they did it Mm -hmm. in all of eight lights. I would have had 20. And that's why I tell these guys, Bring in a lighting designers. Don't have fifteen lights on your set of steps. You know what I mean? Have a lighting designer look at it. They mm-hmm. may have one light, one position that hits all the steps and having these fifteen, you mean, lights all over the place. So uh that's the one little shot, yeah. Dean. But the networking was the shit. I'd rather talk about that too. We can that's talk awesome. to us
2: another time about we'll lighting.
1: Yeah, let's we'll pull you back I'll in the change, podcast. I'll change my
2: one. accent. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah, coming. <that> you got <laughs> to talk, talk no way. Haircut, you you gotta gotta the talk, no way I'm talking. We, we can we can speak a little bit of the patois on here. You understand that? Yeah, sorry, <laughs> right. we
2: can do that. <laughs> You'll teach me. Teach me over a drink. We can do
0: that. I love that. You guys have to practice before the next one. I'll make sure of that. I love it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in today. I learned a lot. It was great. Hopefully you did as well. And, uh, you know, it's Dwayne and my passion here to to connect and to uh, to impact and empower as many, you know, contractors out in the world as we possibly can. You know, between one and two million, depending on who you talk to. Uh, But, uh, you know, guys, thanks for tuning in here. Hopefully you learned something and we'll uh, pick up with you next week.
2: Thank you.